0: You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by RICO, your local guide for all things real estate investing in Colorado. What's up, everyone? Chris Lopez here, and I've got a great crew to talk about the October trends and some deals up and down the Front Range, Pueblo Springs, Denver, and Northern Colorado. So, have a lot of familiar faces on the podcast with me today. Jenny Bayless down south, Jeff White here in Denver, Steve Medina up north, and Troy Howe with Nova Home Loans to talk lending with us. What's up, everyone? What's up? Hey, Chris. How's it going? Yeah, well, I'm excited to... uh, For this month's uh, podcast, I mean, the monthly updates are some of the most fun because we get to banter a little bit and I always learn something new. But um, let's start with some uh, just overall trends in the marketplace. Jenny, as usual, we'll start down south. What's up in Pueblo and Springs?
1: Yeah, what's up is prices. Um, So yeah, month over month we're up 2% and we're up 4% year over year for median sales price. So I thought that was really interesting that we're kind of back at that high point for median. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of as if nothing really adjusted over the last year or so, um, you know, overall. Um, and then I thought the, the secondary part that was most interesting was that total active inventory is actually less than it was at this point last year as well. Um, but sales are significantly less than they were at this point last year. So it's like, there's no inventory. No one's really transacting. It's just kind of very, um, a dead in a way, uh, dead market. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So that, you know, absorption rate is uh you know pumping up the the month's supply because no one's really just doing anything. <laughs> no one's listing, no one's buying, no one's, you know.
0: <laughs> How many months of inventory do you guys have built up down there We're, now?
1: We are almost at 3, 2.9. Wow. Nine. Yeah. So
0: okay, it is growing down, yeah. down there.
1: Yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting just the but the magnitude of the numbers are also quite low, I think compared especially compared to Denver.
0: Yeah, I mean, but we're seeing similar trends up here in Denver, like our listings are up slightly um, by like 3% from this October, last October. Um, but you know what, so are prices. We are up 4% from last year, uh, and so and actually flat since last month. And so, you know, year-over-year, year, that means, hey, prices are growing. And a lot of times, seasonally speaking, going from September, October, we'll see prices decline a little bit. That's a pretty normal historical or a seasonality trend. But now it's staying flat. So we're kind of in the same boat where uh, prices are staying uh, strong, uh, modest appreciation compared to what we've seen historically. But I think it's even with raising rates um, and inventory building a little bit, the overall limited inventory is still supporting price growth. And, you know, a lot of this data came out, you know, this is for October, and then we had, Troy, that rate drop, I think, right at the beginning of November, early October. I don't know quite when all the, the rates moved, but I think it was right after this data came out. I'm curious if anyone's uh, seen any difference since the rate has dropped uh, here about two weeks before this recording, or I guess one week. What was the exact date, Troy?
2: Well, really, over the last week, we've seen some improvement that's been nice with uh, the pricing. So that's been helpful. Um, about a week last week, we were seeing some improvements start to happen. So I don't know if it's really taken effect with clients yet, but some of the people that I've had pre-approved, it's kind of helping them uh, qualify for a little more purchasing power as you look at the uh, Interest rate as it relates to the payment that they're qualified for, and obviously that increases their purchasing power, which is nice with the improved interest rates
0: okay yeah, it all helps, Jeff or Steve, have you guys seen any type of like uptick in interest or you know people on a sideline with this
3: uh rate drop recently? I haven't seen anybody start jumping in, but I think it's a a little welcome relief that people are starting to see just a little bit of you know, light, um, a little daylight on the interest rates. I mean, we've got some of the same things up here. We're, you know, up about 3% on medium price and and, in Weld and Larimer's, you know, still down just a little bit, but sometimes those are month to month. But um, we saw a big jump in listings, new listings in Fort Collins and, Uh, and in Windsor. And and, uh, some of those are jumping up, but we've still got, you know, a decent number of days on market, but nothing, nothing dramatic has kind of happened. I think you start seeing people, sometimes people don't check week to week and they may get it and go realize, okay, now it's, it's, I'm starting to see something a little bit better. Maybe that's the sign they need to say, okay, you know what, I can do this. I can, you know, for Troy's point, you know, afford just a little bit more and I can kind of, get into those and, and, uh, there's, you know, maybe a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I know it may be brief, but, um, it does feel like, uh, you know, the, the, the constant rise, you know, uh, stopping is a nice feeling for a change. Yeah, for sure. And
4: one of my clients, uh, yeah, one of my clients was, uh, basically that extra, what half point Troy decrease Gave them additional yeah. 25, 30K of buying power, and we were able to lock something up that was that much better of deal for them and what they're looking for. So it made a huge difference for them. Oh, nice. Yeah, case
2: in point. Yeah. Sure. Perfect, Perfect example.
0: Was it uh, house hack, rental, room by room?
4: Yeah, travel nurse, house hack, uh, rent by room style. So she's a nurse herself um, over in Aurora. By Fitzsimmons.
0: Okay, so what's, yeah, literally uh, that much.
4: That little price decrease, interest rate decrease, gave her that much more buying power to find a better property. And she you say better investment.
0: property mean a better property that will uh, get more rents and just create more cash flow.
4: Yeah, so big, like bigger kind of like you. You probably see this, um, Jenny, and uh, down there too. It's. Uh, or, just in general, the overall market, you know, like when you had that affordable housing part of the market where you kind of get the entry level house. But if you go a little bit above it, you could get a little bit better quality, a little bit more chances to add more bedrooms. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much the story with her. She was around that 450 mark uh, right before the rate decrease. And then she went up to like 480, 490. So that, that little spike gave her that much more buying power.
0: That's awesome news. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen any uptick in just, you know, people I talked with last week or two. Um, but it's nice to see that, hey, people who are in the game, um, when something changes like that, you hop on it. And that is like, while, you know, prices are staying high, rates are, are staying up there as well. Um, you know, if you're out there hunting, like there are some good deals, we found some good opportunities. So like, I think that's a great story to share, Jeff. So thank you.
3: We'll probably see it more in the numbers as we get through this month, as people kind of jumping in, able to pull the trigger faster. They might've been hemming and now they can, you know, jump in and go. Yeah. Um, All right, so
0: let's talk some deals. Uh, And we actually have a great deal to talk about. So last time on the podcast, we were talking about the new 5% down conventional program for multis, two, uh, two to four units. And had some debates on there, and I think it officially got in the books uh, a couple weeks ago, right, Troy? And then you and Jeff have some uh, have a client under contract on the one too. Yep, I'm going to talk about that deal and have some debate around five percent down.
4: Right, right. Jeff, give us your perspective, and I'll throw in mine. Yeah. So basically, it was a four unit at the affordable housing for a four unit in Denver, which was um, around the 800k mark. And before that rule, yeah, they'd have to put uh correct me if I'm wrong, Troy, twenty-five percent down for owner-occupied conventional um loan for that place. So twenty-five K of eight hundred thousand is twenty-five percent would be what a hundred and two hundred K, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and 200%. then uh it popped up and basically it was Two bed, one bath each unit, so eight bed, four bath, nine hundred and fifty square feet per each unit. Communal washer dryer that's coin operated, and just a basic box structure. So it wasn't anything fancy about it. And yeah, uh, went after it, and we got under contract. We wanted a little bit because at that time we went under contract about what two weeks now, Troy. I think we're at. Yeah. Yep. Just and working through the inspection. And- we did it. uh, basically a 12 a december 11th close date to give troy and his underwriting teams enough time to make sure there's no surprises and that's a huge difference as well we didn't want to shoot for when that new program went effective on 1118 we wanted to give a couple weeks there um so yeah 5% down four unit two bed one bath each unit all under market rents at 1200 bucks each when it should be closer to uh 15 six, 15 to 1800 bucks for market rents and then the strategy my client wants to employ is section 8 and right now they're pushing uh 2200 for two bedrooms so 2200 um, you know he's going to live in one unit with his wife times 3 6600 and he'll be able to basically pretty 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 much break even or living for free while living there even though it's 5% down so I know Jenny you said uh it's not possible. I just want to show you it's possible. <laughs> what
1: well, is his what is his uh P I T I on that? Just curious.
4: Uh his his
2: all in payment's probably gonna be just a tickle over six K. So actually he'll positive cash flow while he's living there. If he's at twenty two hundred for the other three units, so he's got sixty six hundred coming in, that'll cover his payment and a little bit then some. So when he eventually moves out, he'll be in a great place. Cash flow. <laughs> Nice work,
4: Jeff.
1: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's a great idea. The- yeah. Not everyone <laughs>
4: wants to do Section 8. I know that. And the market rents are around that 1500 1800 So if it was just market rents, yeah, much harder to break even or cash flow. But by being a little more creative and be willing to do a little more work with Section 8, a little more paperwork, um, it's absolutely worthwhile.
3: Jeff, would they have been able to get in if the 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 rate change or, I guess, the level of... of uh... I guess down payment had not changed. Would they be able to get in anyway? No. So that's that's, that's that's a 25. perfect
4: example of one that, you know, just husband, that's, wife, they're saving for their next owner. They want to do a house hack, but, you know, with that price at 25%, um, that's a huge down. And then obviously it's a 1972 fourplex that has never been fixed up in 50 years. So needs a lot of work. Um, they would not be able to cover the down payment and all the repairs needed. Um, If it was the old way, so this is like a perfect example of someone benefiting from the new rule with Fannie and Freddie, or Fannie Mae.
3: That's a real game changer for them. I mean, time to go from a single family to something, and it
4: opens up more properties.
3: Yeah, that's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think
4: the all in in cash
0: maybe fifty k. Sorry, all in cash is going to be about fifty k.
2: Yeah, just a real rough round number. And then they just live in it for a year and it'll be awesome. I think it's going to be a great property for them.
4: Versus 200 200K, 200K, right? So that's a huge savings there for, I do know if they're willing to, you know, do the work and if someone's willing to live in a multifamily, it's absolutely worthwhile.
3: Yep. You got to be uncomfortable to be comfortable someday. So
2: Yeah. It's better than rent by the room, so you're not sharing the kitchen with your tenant. <laughs> You've at least got your own kitchen, your own space.
0: Yeah, I mean, great job, Jeff. Th- those numbers yeah. uh, really surprised me for a 5% down fourplex here. Um, so I'm curious with the way the market's going and this new down payment program. Is there any, like, uh, what is it, the the 203K option on here, like the rehab loans? Um. Because you mentioned, you know, it's a, what you said 1970s with has been updated. It's going to need some cash invested into it, I assume.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's not like terrible. It's more base. It just looks uh, tired. I'll put it that way. Like uh, this units are just kind of beat up, but I would say rental grade quality. I put it average. Like if you do, if I had rated A, B, C, A being like moving like Terrence Doyle style, like, ready to go, like, beautiful place. B being uh, the next level below that and then C being really bad is probably in the B B minus range. So it's, re- it's rent, it's rentable. Okay. It just needs a little touch-ups, like so, some paint, some carpet, stuff like that.
0: What's their estimated for them to move in and get the rents where they want to go? How much cash will they have to invest into updating, do you think?
4: Yeah, I would say based on what their goals are and what I know about section eight and what they're looking for, they could, they could probably get away with five to three to 7,000 bucks called 5k on average per unit to get those kind of up to market, maybe even a little bit less if they did the work themselves. So not that much.
0: Wow. All right. That's really impressive.
4: Yeah. They're out there. There are definitely more deals out there like that. And this one was that there's, this is an investor that had a portfolio of five of them, too. So it wasn't like this was the only one out there. This one, uh, what makes this one special is three out of the four leases are month to month. So that's the huge selling point to my buyer. They wanted the flexibility to uh, get those $1,200 month rents up to the 2200
0: Sure. So how long will it take them? Uh, what? How many months? Six months uh, to implement the business plan?
4: Yeah, it's Seems three... really straightforward. Yeah, I mean, it's just the only the only thing. Once they once they coordinate this, I don't think they'll try to get rid of all those tenants right away. I think they'll do stagger them, so say three to six months. Okay. That's probably their their plan to stabilize it, and they'll move into one unit themselves, of course, for the loan program to make Troy happy.
0: So, Jenny, hearing that, does that change uh, change your opinion on
1: anything? Hmm. I mean, I think that this is kind of all the stars aligned. Do I still think that this strategy is great for just you know general blanket population? Probably not. Um, but I am very happy for for his clients on that. so I mean it sounds sounds great from what i can what I'm hearing. so that's awesome.
0: Yeah, if people can use it smartly, uh, you know based on their finances and and find a deal like this works, man. Geez, what an amazing opportunity. Like, it's, yeah, there's gonna be some really, really good wins, some really good deals people put together.
4: And Jenny, you have some really cool in the springs. You have some awesome multis that's from the 70s and 80s. I love their the multi family down there.
1: Yeah, we, we have most of our fourplexes are in pockets around town. So, um, like, if you find one, you'll find multiple fourplexes just kind of like pocketed. Um, but yeah, like you said, a lot of them are built in the seventies and eighties. Um, from what I've been told, kind of a fun fact is that a lot of them used to be, uh, previous military, uh, use for their housing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they ended up just selling them off. I'm like, Oh, I don't know if that's true, but I thought that was pretty interesting. If, if it is,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if, if that was true. I, I, you know, um, they did that in DC area where we used to live Jenny. So I don't be surprised they did it out there in the Springs. Yeah. Steve, what are you seeing up north? Any interesting deals you or Newt are working on or have done?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, Newt's got a a duplex on that's got a nice little cash flow and I think a cap rate of like six and a half. So he's um, working on that and couldn't make it today. Um, The other piece we've been working on, uh, you know, we've seen that um, new housing is new construction has been somewhere around that 10 to 14 percent of the market. But because people aren't um, interested in selling and kind of losing, uh, I guess, the interest rate they've, they've been baked in with, um, you know, new construction and builders are now at about 30% of the market um, for sales. And so, you know, just going back through, seeing how those discounts are working with individual builders and some of their programs is what you know, we've been working on lately because there's some that may have $70,000, $80,000 off list Price and you know list price is, is a bit subjective too, so it, it's kind of like it could be a false front. But there's a couple of them out there that are kind of regularly doing that, and I call them the Goldilocks because they're not the small ones that are, you know, only building ten to twelve um, homes at a time, and they're not the giant ones that are building all over the country that are kind of in the middle, and they may not have all of the financing, but they'll they'll work with um, buyers. To be able to um, find that right price point that gets them in there, and so that's that's what you know we kind of work on up here because there's a lot of building going on, and and there's still a lot of good deals, and especially this time of year because we're getting into that you know tricky time of the year. Well, guess what? They still need to move because they've got you know construction crews and others that they want to keep running. They don't just have a bunch of subs that they just say see you later because sometimes they don't show back up. So. It's, they've got a vested interest in continuing to do that. So they're willing to take a little bit less to keep kind of the production moving and keep their, their entire organization kind of moving forward.
0: Are you seeing more builders offer those lower interest rates so like the forward commitments up there?
3: Yep, yep. So we're seeing a lot of that. Um, there's some decent VA and FHA programs up here. Um, you know, you're seeing five and a half, um, you know, 599 those may get a little better now that, you know, some things just got a little bit better. So there's some decent ones there and they have some pretty, pretty good incentives. You know, the, the thing is, is for an investor, you know, there's a different set of criteria that you're looking to buy versus, you know, the casual or not the, the regular, just homeowner. So there's lots of things that you might not normally think about when you're going to buy it, that you want to live in it and do that. But if you want to buy in it, live in it for a year and then move out of it, you're kind of looking at the way you can get in and then what, Rents might look like on the way out, and those things make a difference. And you know, there's certain models up here that have three full bathrooms. And if you're going to house hack, that's a really good thing because now you have, you know, kind of more amenities versus half baths and things like that. So, you know, knowing which ones those are is what we spend our time kind of looking at those because they're creeping up uh, in terms of the number of sales because builders have created them from scratch. And they're not sitting on, uh, you know, a 2% interest rate that they've got a, you know, or two and a half percent that they want to hang on to. See a little bit more VA activity. Um, it seems like Jenny's probably got some down there, but we've got some folks that are looking to exercise their, their VA uh, loan opportunities. And so those are always good ones because they can get in, they can figure out how to, you know, cover it um, and do some house hacking or buy a small multifamily. Those are pretty decent, um, you know, options in too.
0: So Troy, uh, looking at these uh, Ford commitments with these low interest rates that builders have, uh, I believe those are usually through like you know a a building relation or a relationship they have like in-house lending or joint venture like that. It looks really good at the surface, but are there any pitfalls that people need to be aware of? Like oh wow, I see this great rate. Is there like a gotcha or any things that people should be aware of to read the fine print in those situations, or is it out of your out of your wheelhouse?
2: I like to always help people look at it, sometimes yeah. just having a consulting role um, that I can happily provide them with just to make sure that the the terms make sense and are good. I've had situations, in fact, Steve and I were talking about it the other day where uh, it's been quite a few years where um, a buyer was purchasing a home that was on a closeout with a builder and they gave him 100000 off the price, but he had to use their lender and so what we ended up doing is took advantage of that 100K and then came back and revamped his loan shortly after because the pricing on the loan wasn't that great. But who's going to turn away from a hundred thousand uh, dollar discount, right? Yeah. So you'll 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 take a higher rate of a quarter, three eighths, or whatever it was over where the market's at uh, to get that discount. So we came back. I'm sure the builder's lender's not overly happy about it. But a month or so later, we, we refinanced it and put him into a lot better interest rate. So he got the best of both worlds. He got the benefit of the discount with the builder and then he got a better
3: terms on his mortgage going forward. Ooh, I like that. And that's really a really good point because then we can look at it from all angles, you know, and that's what, that's what Troy and I've been doing. I, there was uh, some up here that, you know, have a seven, six arm rate of like 4.6. And, you know, there's some where they're giving discounts on a lot of the options and upgrades. So there's some builders yeah. that they don't they don't deal with the um, the options and upgrades. So you got to put in your own yard. You got to do all these other things. You got to put in a fence. You got to put in the landscape. You got to do all that. That's outside the purchase. Some others will let you um, roll that into the loan. And that gets um, less expensive when you're you know, looking at the long term because you're a handful of dollars per month. Is better than having to put like ten or fifteen thousand after the purchase. So, being able to look at that loan and what the builder can provide, and then maybe think about well, that that isn't forever. And what Troy can also do is something that I think is is really good for all of us to look at because you know right now uh, the 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 rates did drop a little bit, but you know if you have something and say you're going to buy into a new build, would it be better to you know buy it at and roll as much in as possible and then um, take all the incentives, apply it to that, get as much equity going in and then figure out how to refinance that in the future because then you can lower your price. The other option is, is that you work on a a buy down on the rate and then all of a sudden your rate is lower, but it's still not great. But then you had to pay for all these other things outside of that. So we can kind of look at those different scenarios and help people figure out like how to get that um, in the right space. And then it's like, they're short term and longer term, yeah, hundred percent Jeff, any
0: interesting trends or data points or things you are seeing in your world, either as someone operating room by rooms or helping a bunch of investors you know do some creative deals
4: yeah, no, I mean there's definitely still opportunity for ones that to me it's kind of similar to Jenny when she i I think you had that video or you discussed it last time it was. If you want a cash flow, you got to be creative. You can't just do the usual things or try to buy down the rate to 4.99. It costs way too much money for that. Um, but you just have to do, what I'm seeing is people that are that like to do the rent by room, they want to do that extra room, Chris. So they like, instead of doing a seven bedroom, they want to do an eight bedroom. Because that extra bedroom is like the difference maker to cash flow. And that some investors are willing to do that extra work. Um, or a six-bedroom to seven-bedrooms. So it's kind of rent-by-room style. I'm seeing more people trying to push the envelope a little bit to get that extra person in there, maybe convert a garage to a bedroom, um, stuff like that. And then also investors are being more open to alternative strategies besides Airbnb.
0: Cool. Well, um, another great podcast, everyone. So I'm curious, next month to see what rates are doing that's always fun we've got uh lots of always data coming out here soon we'll see what the fed and what the bond market does uh hoping for that first five percent down multi-family house hacker hopefully we can share a win on that deal next time we record and just overall journal updates so uh jenny troy steve jeff thank you guys so much for coming out as always And listeners out there, if you guys have any questions or topics or things you want to learn more about or talk, let us know. Email us. Drop in the comments. We always love having feedback and uh, points to debate. All right, everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you next month.
2: You as well. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks,
0: guys. Appreciate it. Bye.